You are listening to the Champaign Park District Podcast. Parks on Demand! Hello and welcome to the Parks on Demand Podcast, presented by Champaign Park District. Here you'll find great information like history on the parks and facilities, updates on projects, tips to stay active and healthy, and more. Be sure to subscribe for new episodes so you can explore Champaign Parks with us. On today's episode, we are going to continue covering the ABCs of parks with letters M, N, and O. We also have some information on upcoming events and some news at the Champaign Park District. And I'm really excited for an interview with Corbin Phillips, our new dance arts director for the Champaign Park District Dance Conservatory. Let's do it. All right, so ABCs of Parks, we're going to do letters M, N, and O today. I'd like to start by saying we actually already covered letters A through Z on the Champaign Park District Virtual Fun Facebook page. So if you are curious about that, be sure to give that page a like and a follow for all kinds of fun virtual content and information on the Champaign Park District and, you know, some great things to do at home. But on the podcast here right now, we are going into these topics with a little more depth. So McCollum Park. You may not recognize the name of this park, but it's likely that you drive by it pretty frequently because it is on Neal Street, South Neal Street, just a little south of Green. It is, um, let's see, you would probably call it the Peacock Park because this is a strip of land along Neal Street that is the host to a really cool sculpture that was created by Champaign Park District Operations staff and then is filled in, the feathers are filled in by the horticulture team all every spring. So this is a really neat uh, <laughs> sculpture, living sculpture, to check out. So in the spring and summer, definitely drive by McCollum Park. You can even park at one of the nearby businesses and walk along the sidewalk and get a closer glimpse. But McCollum Park is on Green, or a little south of Green on Neal Street, and is just a really sweet little gym kind of tucked away in Champaign. Letter N represents natural areas. Now, you may be wondering, well, what are natural areas? Is it just any place with grass? Well, no, not exactly. Natural areas for us represents um, a dedication to planting native species to Illinois and specifically our area of Illinois. So the Champaign Park District has been working hard over the last uh, quite a few years, actually, to really boost up the natural areas that you can find in Champaign. And so that includes some spaces actually at quite a few parks. They often are snuck um, into flower beds that you would see all over town. But we're working on planting more sustainable plants and perennials. So these are plants that are going to come back every year. And it's plants that uh, the insects, the pollinators, and other living life here in Illinois really appreciate. Um, so you can find some natural areas at quite a few parks, like I mentioned. But I'll give a shout out to two that you might want to visit. Now, Scott Park is actually just a little north of campus on Springfield Avenue. And you wouldn't think that it would be, be the host to quite a few native plantings. However, Boneyard Creek 
runs through Scott Park. And so we've worked with the city of Champaign to really build up the natural areas and native plant life there. And it's really great, especially in the summer. Things are looking really full there every summer. And what's so special about it is that these are the plants that, yes, we we do need to play a part in maintaining them. However, nature does its thing. Um, and it comes back bigger and better every year. So definitely check out Scott Park. Now, also, I'd like to shout out Porter Family Park in West Champaign. Um, Porter Family Park is on Rising River. Road, just a little north of Windsor and Rising Road. And you can find a huge natural areas space at that park because we've planted quite a few. <laughs> I guess I don't even know how to count how many plants would be out there because it's a field. It's a field where, where you will find plants like coneflowers, milkweed, native grasses, um, black-eyed Susans, and so much more. So definitely visit Porter Family Park even in the winter, it has a beautiful look because we keep uh, quite a few of the stalks up so that they can do what they need to do in overwinter and come back bigger and better in the spring. So when the snow falls on um, those plants, it actually looks very lovely. And, you know, I'll be talking more about Porter Family Park later in this very episode because we have a really neat winter event happening there uh, throughout the month of December. So stay tuned, get more information on that. But natural areas, you know, I feel like I could go on and on about it because we are so passionate about restoring native plant life in Champaign. However, I have another letter to uh, cover, so let's do it. Letter O is also something that I could probably talk about for quite a bit, but I'll try to give you a quick summary. Letter O stands for the Olympic and Paralympic Tribute. Now, this is a large sculpture piece that is located in Dodds Park. You can actually get to it very quickly and easily right off Mattis Avenue, a little south of Bradley. Um, and the Olympic and Paralympic tribute is so special because it rises from, I guess, what you would call an ordinary prairie landscape. Um, you see gardens, community gardens, the sports fields that we have at Dodds Park, and even Parkland College is in the background. Um, but this tribute kind of rises above, and you catch a really cool glimpse. And it honors the extraordinary achievements of Champaign County residents who have participated in the Olympic and Paralympic Games. Um, how cool is that? I bet you when I bet you'd be very surprised when you visit the Olympic and Paralympic tribute to find how many people from our community have actually participated in the games. Uh, many of them winning some pretty serious achievements. So I highly recommend that you visit um, the tribute to. Olympic and Paralympic athletes as soon as you can. Really, it's great to look at any season um, and just really take a moment to look at the uh, inscribed bricks that surround the tribute so you can kind of take in the names and the achievements of people that live and have lived right here in our community. It's very cool. Have you downloaded the Champaign Park District app? You can register for programs, apply for jobs, find your new favorite park, and so much more. Visit your app store and simply search Champaign Park District. All right, I have some great December events and updates to share with you. Um, you know, we're all trying to find different ways to, <laughs> I guess, kind of entertain ourselves while we're at home more. And as I've mentioned in the past, the Champaign Park District is working really hard to be creative and bring you some unique things to do at home and, and to make, you know, an average Tuesday night at home feel special, right? <laughs> so the first thing that I'd love to share with you is our first virtual art exhibit. 
Springer Cultural Center is definitely missing the in-person traffic and having art on the walls and welcoming people into the building to view it together. So we've found a different way to come together as a community and view this art and interact with with the artists even. So we actually, um, thanks to Five Foot Productions, created some videos of the actual exhibit that is hung in the walls, in the hallway, not in the walls, on the walls and in the hallway, <laughs> Springer Cultural Center. Um, we are featuring two artists for our first virtual art exhibit, Steve Cost and Highland Park. They have two very unique um, ways to express themselves through their art. Steve Cost is a uh, sculpturist, and he uses found objects and, and kind of tossed aside, thrown away objects to uh, create these amazing metal sculptures. Very, very cool. And he has a really great story as well for his uh, involvement in the arts. So you can find an interview with him and Highland Park, who is more of a uh, painter. And so she's a visual artist and her art on the walls is very intriguing, uh, very colorful and something that you're going to want to take a second look at. So I highly recommend you check out our website, champagneparks.com slash art dash exhibits. Um, you can also find it by going to the virtual fund Facebook page and the Champagne Park District Facebook page. We have uh, an event page where we have some more information and some links for you. But ultimately, just be sure to visit champagneparks.com. Check out this virtual art exhibit. And you know, if you are at home with kids and you're looking for a unique way to engage in the arts with them, this is it. You know, you can watch this together. It's about a 12-minute walkthrough of the art on the walls. And then there are two individual um, interviews with Steve and one with Highland, where they talk about their inspiration. They talk about their process. And so a way that you can engage with the kiddos at home would be to watch this together, ask them questions. How do you think, um, you know, how do you think the artists made this? What do you think they were thinking when they made this? What does it make you think and feel? Um, and that could be a great little lesson and activity that you do together. And who knows, you may get to know each other a little bit better. So I'm really excited to be um, sharing that with you. And I would love to let you know that we have more virtual art exhibits coming up throughout the year. So definitely stay tuned to our website um, and our Facebook pages so you can keep up to date on that. Another update I have for you is the Winter Spring Program Guide. So it is officially released, uh, which is, it's been a really interesting process to try to plan for the unplannable. It's kind of what it feels like, but like I said, our staff is dedicated to bringing recreational opportunities to our community. So we have a lot of great virtual programming. We have some in-person programming that uh, will be happening starting in January. You know, everything is up to however um, things go in our community, right? So if the COVID numbers increase and we have to um, modify or, or pause some programming, we will definitely let everyone know um, and refunds will be made available. However, the staff is very hopeful that we'll be able to run some great cultural arts programming, sports programming, fitness, um, you know, our kind of typical offerings that have been modified and uh, made available in this crazy time that we're experiencing. So... All that to say, be sure to visit our website, champagneparks.com, and click on the program guide because you may find some really unique ways to keep busy and active this winter. The guide um, has programs that run January through May. So like I said, it's it feels wild to be planning so far ahead, but hey, we're used to it. The biggest trick will be 
planning for the unplannable, like I mentioned. Um, so anyway, I, I would highlight a lot of different programs in that guide, but I don't think you want to hear me talk about it so much. So give it a flip through and see what new things you'll discover for yourselves. All right, I have one more event to highlight before we move on to some other topics. All right, the last event I want to share with you right now would be Winter Nights at Porter Park. Um, you heard me talk about Porter Park when we were talking about natural areas for the ABCs of parks just a few minutes ago, right? <laughs> well, here we are again uh, visiting Porter Park. So we are excited to bring a lighted path to Champaign this holiday season with Winter Nights in Porter Park. So this event has actually been going on since right after Thanksgiving, where we lit up the trail surrounding the pond in Robert C. Porter Family Park. This is for families to enjoy now through January 3rd. So there will be lots of opportunities for you to visit the park, see the lights. To me, one of the most special parts um, that our special events team put together for for this event would be the bridge that actually goes across the pond. Uh, essentially, you get to walk through a tunnel of spectacular lights. It is so special. So I highly recommend you take a voyage out to Porter Family Park. As I mentioned earlier, it's located on the corner of Windsor and Rising Roads uh, in West Champaign. You know what else is very special? Uh, have the kiddos bring their letters to Santa because we have constructed, our operations team is incredible, they constructed a mailbox where people, children, and adults alike can mail their letters to Santa. So be sure to bring your letters to Santa, drop it in the box at the end of the path, and just really enjoy yourselves out there. This kind of ties in with our Roll and Stroll Challenge. I can't believe that I haven't mentioned it yet in this podcast. <laughs> I usually mention it in every podcast because we have been doing a 100-day challenge for you to get out and move and roll and stroll, uh, and this is a perfect opportunity to do that. Now, the lights at Porter Park, the winter nights at Porter Park event is daily, and uh, the lights are on from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. We'd also really love to thank our sponsors for this event. Um, the winter nights at Porter Park is brought to you by Ameren, Illinois, and the Internet, or I'm sorry, Interstate All Battery Center. We are so grateful that they uh, chipped in to make this event happen for our community. Like most things, um, we need some extra support to be able to to take it to the next uh, next level, right? So we're really grateful for our sponsors, and you know, I'd actually, on this note, love to talk about ways, other ways that you can support the Champaign Park District through the Champaign Parks Foundation. This year, the Champaign Park District has had the tremendous honor of serving you through one of the most trying times in the last 100 years that the Champaign Park District has existed. You've needed a safe haven to play and feel normal during the pandemic, and the Champaign Park District's paths and trails, sports fields, tennis courts, and more have been there for you. Well, now we kind of need your help. Uh, higher traffic in the parks, unprecedented storm damage to the trees, and more youth needing help with program fees because of financial hardships during this time have all had an impact on our ability to serve you. Uh, so if you want to make a donation to the Champaign Parks Foundation, your donation can help replant lost trees, uh, re replace damaged play equipment, and help at-risk children participate in programs. So be sure to donate today by going online to champagneparks.org foundation, or you can also mail a check to the Champaign Parks Foundation at 706 Kenwood Road, Champaign, Illinois, 61821. Uh, and we appreciate any support you have to give. 
another option would be to um, help us with some supplies for our programming. Champaign-Urbana Special Recreation, preschool programming, and more have created a little wish list on Amazon. We are set up as um, an Amazon Smile account, so you can even make a purchase to help our programming, and Amazon will do some kickback to our programming uh, when you purchase through Amazon Smile. So that's another way that you can support Champaign Park District. And if you prefer to shop local, we are always a big fan of shopping local. You can take a peek at our list online, which is um, also at champagneparks.org and on our Facebook pages. You can take a look at our wish list, purchase locally and drop it off at 706 Kenwood Road. So no problem there. We appreciate any support you have to give. Um, it's been an interesting year and we all are just doing our best to make this world a happy place. So we appreciate you and all the support you have to offer. All right, so now I'm really excited to share an interview between Rachel Voss, our marketing coordinator, and Corbin Phillips, our new dance arts director. You're going to learn some more information about Corbin and his dance history, um, some more information on the programming that we're doing through the Dance Arts Conservatory, we even talk a little bit about uh, doing virtual programming and, and how, to, how that works. Um, so stay tuned for the interview between Rachel and Corbin happening now. Hi, my name is Rachel and I'm the marketing coordinator for the Champaign Park District. And I'm here with Corbin Phillips, who is the dance director of the Dance Arts Conservatory. And um, so welcome. He is new um, with the Dance Arts Conservatory. So um, what? give us a little bit about yourself, Corbin. Uh, yeah, so I just moved back to town after graduating from the University of Iowa with my uh, BFA in dance. I focused a little bit on choreography. Um, and I have been growing up dancing. I grew up in town with uh, several companies in town. I danced actually with the Dance Arts Conservatory for a year um, before college. And I've spent my summers traveling and dancing with places uh, in New York and Chicago, such as like Ballet Chicago, Joffrey Chicago, uh, Dance Theater of Harlem, um, various other places throughout the past like 15 years. And now I'm <laughs> back here. Nice. Um, well, glad you're back. <laughs> Me too. Um, well, that's great. And um, you're coming in with fresh new ideas and a great way for the Dance Arts Conservatory um, to really just shine. And will you just talk about your vision and your, um, what do you see the Dance Arts Conservatory looking like um, here in the near future and now? <laughs> yeah, so this year is especially hard due to the whole, of course, the pandemic and the nature of our craft is that we are lots of people in space moving around and interacting with each other and you can't really do that anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. So coming in to this new position, the big challenge is how do you like keep up a program whose entire basis used to be that we have our, our school and then at the end of like the school year, so around like April or May-ish, we have our performance and then all the parents get to come and watch this big performance we put on the Virginia theater. But of course we are not able to do that this year because of the pandemic. So the challenge is how do you like keep up a presence and just not only for the families, but for the community. And so we're going to be uh, also taking this time to kind of move our company in a slightly new direction or rather move, create more of a company feel with the company class that we have. 
Um, so we're sort of starting to separate the idea of that we have a school, but our company class is also going to start getting its own like section in the show and like start feeling like a company class rather than just like another another day of ballet class. It's gonna start like having repertoire that we're building specifically for them. And right now during the pandemic, the repertoire is being built specifically so it can be filmed and produced online. Um, so people could still have something to see and they'll still have a product to give out to the community at the end of the day. What uh, classes do you offer? at the Dance Arts Conservatory. Yeah, so we offer a wide range of uh, many levels of ballet classes. I believe we have uh, a, we have three levels of a uh, pre-ballet and then we have, I think, five, five levels of our like ballet, core and modern. Um, and that's not including adult classes. We also have three levels of adult classes and then a modern class for adults. Um, so we, we offer a wide range of classes as well as a musical theater, jazz class, and uh, hip hop, and one of, oh, many tap classes and Irish classes as well. We have, I, I don't know how we fit it in the schedule actually, now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> we have a ridiculous amount of classes to offer and they're all currently available as both online and in-person options. So with of course COVID safety guidelines in place. So top three favorite choreographers. Oh, that's not tough at all. Uh, okay, number okay, one, good. <laughs> number one, uh, Wayne McGregor. He is from, he's over at the, one of the resident choreographers at the Royal Ballet over in London. And uh, number two, definitely Crystal Pite. She is, I guess she's not really new anymore. She's been around for a while, but she's from Canada. Um, she has a company called Kid Pivot and she has been, at this point, all around the world, uh, producing works for every big company you can imagine. She's done, the, of course, the um, Canadian Royal Ballet and then the um, London's Royal Ballet and Netherlands Dance Theater, like pretty much everywhere <laughs> she's mm -hmm. been over there. And um, their works are similar-esque, I would say. Wayne McGregor's is more balletic and um, Crystal Pite is more like she's really good at working with huge groups of people um if I, I would say if you don't know who she is you should look up dark matters and uh the seasons canon by crystal pite so those are definitely two of my favorite works by hers and number three hmm number three is a hard one because you can <laughs> only watch so many choreographers <laughs> before you get overloaded um, I'll say my favorite choreographer I've worked with then would be there is a new newish company not really a company it's a it's a group there's uh it's Alice Clock and Florian Lochner and they were um they're, they're they were in they were working with Hubbard Street in Chicago for a while and then they started like making their own works they call it flock work dance and um, I got the privilege to work with Alice Clock um, last year. And it's pretty similar to the like, I guess the new, the new wave of this contemporary ballet. Um, yeah, it used to be only classical ballet back in the day. And then it was like only weird modern dance. And it was only like super not weird modern dance. And now it's like, you can't 
label anything. You have to be able to do it all. And, um, <laughs> and they, they can do it all. And I got to work with them last year um, for a little bit of time, but they're amazing. Flockworks dance. So shout out to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'll have to check them out for sure. <laughs> um, but let's see. What are some of the uh, COVID-19 uh, restriction battles that you've had and how have you overcome them? And what are you doing now to um, make sure that um, our dancers can stay safe? Yeah, so we, the first thing um, we did was over the summer, everything was just on Zoom. And then um, at the beginning of the fall, I believe, Restrictions were lifted a little bit. I know we're kind of backtracking right now, but at the beginning of the fall, we had moved into like a new phase. Um, so we have all of the floors in the studio are taped out. So every dancer has like a little like six by six square that is also six feet away from the next student instead of just six by six, because that's not actually six feet apart. So this like is actually <laughs> six feet apart. And then all of our ballet bars are also taped with um, like, spike tape like what you would use for a show so dancers are used to looking at it but we're using that to tape off all the bars as well so everyone has like a little a little space that's six feet apart from the next um and again all of our classes are also offered online and everyone pretty much you just stay in stay in your square so that you're always six feet apart you're always at least six feet apart if not like 12 because it's double six sometimes um but yeah, yeah, if you're in the building, you have to have a mask. Um, there's a very minimal list of things you're allowed to actually bring in the building. Pretty much you walk in with your, you can have like a jacket and warm-ups, of course, and you have your water bottle and shoes, and that's pretty much it. Um, I know right now we don't have any backpacks or anything. It's not allowed. Um, in terms of like performance-wise, um, we're looking, so at the end of the, at the end of the semester, we'll have like parents can watch the class via Zoom, because also if you're not a, if you're not signed up for a class, then you can't come into the building. So like parents can drop their kids off at the door, the teachers will meet them there. But um, yeah, so parents can't come in to the class or this, so they can't observe like you normally could at the end of like the semester, I guess, for a parent observation day. But we're gonna do it over Zoom. So um, parents will be allowed, of course, to watch over Zoom. Um, for, again, we don't have a live show. Uh, it is kind of hard to try and make a Zoom show where everyone is at least six feet apart, but through the power of editing and <laughs> uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna work out somehow. But it's been a it's been a little bit of a struggle, but it's it's working out. So well, it sounds like you're on your way to adapting quite nicely, and um, I'm glad that we're uh, that. Um, I'm glad that Dance Arts Conservatory is able to still provide uh, services and um, movement for um, all the participants. Mm. Um, and one, another way that we're going to be able to do this is through hashtag Dance Through December. So can you tell us a little bit more about the hashtag life of Dancing Through December? Uh, yeah, so this idea is based off of the, um, a lot of my friends do the ink, Inktober, I think it is, the hashtag Inktober. Um, there's also the uh, new song November, and so now we're going to make Dance Through December, and so uh, we'll be releasing uh, little like, inst like Instagram, Facebook post kind of things with a short video 
of there will be a word for a prompt. Um, and then whoever's making the video, probably me, maybe some of our other teachers will help out. We'll give a little description or like a little, yeah, like a little description of the prompt. And the goal is that with that word prompt, you create movement. And so the word could be something like, it could, could be like an actual object, like the wall right in front of me. So what, what, what does wall mean as a word? And then a teacher would give a description. So you could look at it as a vertical straight up and down. It doesn't move a whole lot. So how do you create vertical straight movements? Maybe that could, maybe that's the answer to the prompt. And there's no right or wrong answer because it's dance, it's movement. You just, you just do the thing. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, so you can, once you create your move of the day based off of the word, you will be able to post it with the hashtag Dance Through December, and then we could see them all. And that's, yeah, that's the goal. Dance Through December. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be awesome, awesomely fun. Um, and so that'll be on Champaign Park District's uh, Facebook page, as well as Champaign Park District's Virtual Fun Facebook page, and then other um, Instagram and all those other fun things that you said earlier. So registration for Dance Arts Conservatory uh, upcoming winter spring classes starts December 1st and you can register online. Um, you can register on the Champaign Park District mobile app as well as uh, the Leonard Recreation Center is open taking registration for those who do not have access to the internet. Um, so yeah, there's plenty of ways to be able to get up and move and get involved with the Dance Arts Conservatory. Okay, I don't know about you, but that interview makes me want to move. <laughs> we are so grateful to have Corbin as a part of our team and uh, to see the innovation that's going to continue to come to the Dance Arts Conservatory. Another thing I'd like to note is to definitely follow the Champaign Park District Facebook page because Corbin is going to help us dance through December. That's right. He's creating some little how-to videos, uh, short, sweet, simple for even the novice dancer like myself to watch his videos, uh, try it out at home. We're even um, pushing a hashtag dancing through December where everyone can share how they do the moves. Uh, and we're really excited to dance together. So thank you, Corbin, for setting that up. And I'm really excited to see what happens next. All right, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank you again so much for tuning in with us and for all the support that you give the Champaign Park District every day. We are so happy to be here to serve you. Uh, I hope that you can sign up for our email newsletter to get more information. I hope that you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Champaign Park District accounts. Um, and I hope more than anything that you get out and explore Champaign Park soon. Have a good one.